Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast, everybody. The show about the show, the show within the show. You can download it all places that podcasts are available and the normal DA show iTunes feed. You can also search Permission Granted on iTunes, Radio.com, and other places podcasts are downloaded. Side A brings in Andrew Bogish and Bogish two parts that we need to get into. Number one, you witnessed Ed Lover in this studio where we're taping the PGP from. He's been here Monday and Tuesday. You alerted me to when he was leaving on Monday so that I could catch him in the hallway to ask him to come in today, Tuesday, to do the show. He said yes, he agreed. Today, he ghosted. Do you think he purposefully left because he didn't want to come on the show? It's certainly fishy to me that he makes this grand entrance both on Monday and Tuesday. They come in, you know, him and his buddy, his producer, whatever, they're talkative. They, I feel like they were wearing a matching outfit on Monday, but that's for a whole other show. Huh. Um, and then even on Monday, he left, like, through the main hallway, through the main door. That's when I saw him and ran, like, the Dickens and to get you to go get him. And then today he was just he was just gone. He just disappeared earlier than we thought, more quietly than he came in that morning. Lights were off. Nothing just vanished out of nowhere. So it certainly seems like he wanted to leave here on the download. But I will say he is a lover. And it's definitely possible that he just has that many things going on that he just up and left. But it seems really sneaky. When you say he comes with a lot of fanfare, very loud in the morning. Yeah. What are we talking about here? Just not trying to tiptoe in. I mean, he wasn't being obnoxious in any way, but like they come through the front, the, the main doors, which make noise because they're two big glass doors that then shake shut because they're like securely locked and in full conversation with whoever was with him both days. So he's not sneaking in, but he certainly seemed to sneak out today because at it, because I was paying attention because he was coming on the show. I knew you needed your signage. And then I heard you mention, and I looked down here, and the, and the lights were off. And he had definitely not walked by us on his way out like he did yesterday. I don't know why Ed Lover's doing a show from in here these these days this week. I don't know what. I think he does a morning show in Chicago, perhaps. People best would best know him from being one of the hosts of Yo! MTV Raps back in the late 80s, early 90s. Where else would people know Ed Lover from? When you say he's very important, has things to do. Well, I mean, you're asking a guy who didn't know it was Ed Lover until you said it was Ed Lover <laughs> on Monday, so I don't know if I'm qualified to answer this question, but wasn't, I mean, he was on the radio in New York in the mornings, right, at some point or at night? Maybe Hot 97? Yeah, so I mean, I, I think that's where I know him more from than Yo! MTV Raps, but 
I assume Ed Lover is still important if he's on the radio somewhere every morning. So, you know, he's people are pulling in different directions. He's got things going on. But, I mean, I just, I, I am far from the Ed Lover and hip-hop nation circuit circle. So, specifics I can't give you. I really want to know if Ed Lover is ducking me. And if we're going to have him on the show this week, tomorrow's our last shot. And if I don't get Ed Lover on tomorrow, I'm going to be really heartbroken. I will. I'm not one for confrontation. No. But if I see Ed Lover before, and I probably will see him before you, I'll contemplate, consider saying something to him on your behalf. Thank you. You're Thank, welcome. That's the least you could do. because that's That would be the most Mraz would do. Right. Think about it and then not do it. Yes. Yeah. Now, I do also want to say people have been talking up a big game on Twitter about Connor Green and AP Anthony Pierno's two trashes today on Trash Tuesday. They are in for Merez and Bilotti, respectively. Why those two guys took their vacations at the same week, I have no idea. <laughs> I know they're synchronized like high school girls get in their period at the same time. I'd hope so. But but they take their vacations at the same exact week. Yeah. And so now we got two diaper D aliens in, and both those guys had tremendous trashes. Connor trashing the summer. Yeah. Just weather in general. Yeah. You know, I'm Irish, which means I love three things. St. Patrick baked potatoes, and moderate temperatures. <laughs> In the summer, you can't get comfortable. You can't cool down. The humidity ruins your hair, and my hair's been a mess all summer long. 110 degrees is not nice. It's awful. So anyone that says they love the summer, I can't wait for the summer, they can all go to hell, D.A. It's terrible. Wow. Trash them! Beep, beep. Sanitation just arrived. And then you have AP trashing people that applaud landing on flights. People who clap when the plane lands. <laughs> I went to Minnesota a couple weeks ago, and we landed, and I hear clapping in the background. I'm like, what is going on? Like, are we surprised that we're alive? Is that a shock that we made it? Like, I, I don't understand. Like, I don't clap after I get out of my Uber to the Uber driver. I don't give a standing ovation to the train conductor when I get out of the train. Why are we clapping that the plane landed? As a someone that's a, a nervous flyer, I, I like to think in 2019, it's kind of mundane to get from point A to point B now. So we shouldn't be surprised that we made it to the ground. It just overall, could we just have a positive mindset? Because now that I think about it, two years ago when I went to Vegas, <laughs> as we're taking off, the guy next to me gives the sign of the cross <laughs> as we're taking off. I cannot tell you how aggravated I was when he made that gesture. In my head, I was cursing this guy left and right. Splash Brothers, more like the Trash Brothers. Yeah, I mean, Connor is, has been amazing at this from the get-go. Yeah. My one tiny critique remains, I think Connor is, re is is pre-writing his trash. He's reading a script on the air. Okay. I think Connor's got to graduate from that at some point. Wow. Got to You can gather your thoughts, know what you're coming with, but I don't know you need to write the whole thing out. But still, what he's writing is damn entertaining. The three, I'm Irish, the three things I like are St. Patrick, bull potatoes, and moderate temperatures. <laughs> like, that's funny. Hysterical. So, I mean, that's, he's locked in. And then Pierno, I just, he's, he might be my favorite person here. Really? There's just, there's a lot of layers to Pierno. Yeah. And the anger with which he delivered the trash today, not an over-the-top anger. Yeah. You could just hear it in his, deep in his voice, the anger at these people clapping on the plane for landing the plane 
um, it was real. It was obvious. And really, for Ben Horowitz done a good job, too. Like, maybe... I don't want to be too mean, but it seems it seems odd to me that everyone that has filled in for those two guys has been really good at doing trash. And I don't know what happens when I'm not here either, whether it's Heller or Zook or whomever. Maybe everybody, all replacements are good at this. Um, but the last handful of times those guys have been out together or you know individually, the replacement's been really good on Trash Tuesday. It sounds like you're trying to maneuver so that Pete doesn't do trash tears. Well, see, that's a, this is a tough call because, I mean, Pete, on one hand, could be demoted from that role because week to week he doesn't bring the heat that Pierno has, that Connor does when he's because I think his original amazing trash he was filling in for Bellotti. I think Sean was here the day where he trashed his roommate for not having the internet. Yes. So I, I could see Bellotti getting pushed to the side, but then. My favorite game is Bilotti's irrational trash that usually starts in a good place but ends up in him having the wrong reaction to the the trigger. So I would miss that, but he has left himself open to, to being usurped. Andrew Bogus, thanks for your thoughts. It's my pleasure, Dia. That was side A with Mr. Andrew Bogish. Now, side B is a very special permission-granted profile because I am hosting it. Now, Mraz began this series a couple of weeks ago, now I guess a couple of months ago, and now began previewing and profiling and discussing some of our diehard, hardcore listeners, the D-Aliens, which I just love this idea. So I decided to do the same thing this week since Moraz is off on vacation, and my guest this week is going to be a potential nemesis of Moraz. Once upon a time, we used to do hot dog eating challenges here on the DA show, and unfortunately, those went by the wayside as Joey Chestnut dashed our hopes and dreams. But we might have something now. We might have something brewing now from a man named Paul in Buffalo who joins me here on the Permission Granted Profile. Paul, how you doing, buddy? What's up, DA? How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. How you feeling? Are you in Buffalo right now as we speak? I am. I'm on my lunch break right now. I don't want to get you fired, man. How long you got for your You're lunch good. break? You're good, man. I just I told everybody at work what's going on, and uh, everybody's all geared up about it. All right, so I would imagine that there is a circle around you, and everybody's got to bite their tongue, not say anything, and they're they're waiting with bated breath to hear what you say. <laughs> is that true? Well, actually, I'm in my car just... Uh, Making sure I get some peace and quiet and oh. hold some good service. I oh. want some good reception. Okay, very good. Now, where do you work? I work at Panasonic. Gotcha. So you, are you guys uh, putting stuff together or in shipping or what? Uh, we actually do solar cells. and We're partnered up with Tesla. We're in the same building. Oh, cool. Oh, very cool. Nice. Um, so I wanted to have you on the show because of a potential competition coming down the road. Now, we'll get to that in a little bit, but let's start with your origin story of the DA show. We were on in Buffalo for quite some time. Is that originally when you found the show a couple of years ago? No, actually, I've been listening since you were on the overnights. I lived in Beaufort, South Carolina, and I was working as a chef in Savannah, and I would drive down at about 4 o'clock in the morning, and you were just on... And CBS was on, and I had heard this DA guy. I didn't know what it was all about. And, you know, there uh, wasn't too much to choose from, but your sports show, you gave me some good uh, some good sports anecdotes and everything. And then 
it was all the extra stuff that was not sports related that really hooked me and kept me listening till now. All right, very cool. So dating back to the overnight days, yeah, I got to imagine when you're driving in at 4 a.m., it's just basically to try to stay awake. And and if you can find anything that'll make you laugh or make you uh, think a little bit, just try to stay awake at 4 a.m., that's what's going to hook you in. Exactly, and I know that's your motto. Make me laugh, make me think once a show, and you consistently do that. Well, I appreciate that. Very cool. So you were in South Carolina, and you said you were uh, a chef in Savannah? Yes, sir. What were you cooking? Uh, I was actually uh, in a, I was working as a corporate chef for Sodexo down at uh, Memorial Health Hospital. Um, but one thing, that I, I, obviously you know that I'm a food guy, but I've never mentioned that I'm a actually went to the top culinary school in the world, the Culinary Institute of America, and did that for about 10 years until I had kids and realized it wasn't sustainable to be a dad. So here I am as a maintenance technician working for Panasonic now. Wow. So the hours on being a chef are that brutal, huh? You're never around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had my daughter, my oldest daughter, Adeline, uh, in December of 2013, and it took me about maybe two, three weeks in, uh, and there was about four days in a row that I didn't see her, and I said, no more. I said, I'm not doing this. Man. My goal is to be his dad more than anything, and there was no way I was going to miss her growing up. Yeah, I could totally understand that. And I got to imagine if you are working that, those hours and you've got to be up at 3 or 4 in the morning driving into work, you must feel like you never slept. Oh, yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> I was also... I was also a part-time personal trainer, too, on the side. Oh, my God. Get back into town at, like, 6 p.m., and then I'd go and personal train. Oh, my God. Glutton for punishment, man. Yeah, seriously. Man. Well, so you've always, have you always been a food guy then? Absolutely, since I was little. So did you balance it out by eating a lot, but then also trying to stay fit? I mean, if you were a personal trainer, you're not your normal food, you know, giant food guy. Exactly. I mean, when I mean, growing up, my whole family is the youngest of four, and we were always just big eaters. We every summer, the highlight of the year was going out to Ocean City, Maryland, and going to all the all-you-can-eat buffets and see how much everybody can eat. <laughs> to the point where they were definitely in the red by the time we left. <laughs> so, what was your uh, what was your go-to food at an all-you-can-eat buffet? Ah, uh, well, we were always going to the seafood buffet so it was pretty much you know crab legs are so much work you do one plate of those it was pretty much steamed clams and any kind of shrimp that they had anything that was just <laughs> quick eating <laughs> yeah because you can't load up on carbs at an all-you-could-eat buffet you got to make sure exactly. you're going for you got to make sure you're going for the stuff that you're actually getting your money's worth like if there's prime ribs some types of meats you, you, people load Could up not on agree more the mac and cheese the mashed potatoes they those are just empty wasted dollars you're throwing down the drain there at a buffet Exactly. I'll, I'll make that stuff at home. There's no reason for me to be eating rice. When you go to a Chinese buffet, last thing I'm going to get is fried rice and one bean. You get all the protein. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So when did you end up moving up to Buffalo then? Uh, about, it was the end of 2014. We decided that we need to get the ball rolling and get our kids into a better school system because the schools in South Carolina aren't so great. So my wife's from here, so... It was between here and Connecticut, where I'm from, and we couldn't afford Connecticut, so here we are. Gotcha. Okay, so you're in Buffalo, so you're still listening to the show, which is awesome. So you've been with us for a bunch of years, so you have a pretty good knowledge of of the show from when it was on an overnight, nights now, uh, mornings. Do you have a favorite moment of the show? 
Well, obviously, the, the classic painkiller patent that sticks out the most. Wow. It has the best drops and everything. I listen yeah. to that one live. One thing that never gets brought up that was, that it was at the beginning of my DA days was uh, this one kid who was a Texans fan called in and was trashing Matt Schaub after he had a great year saying how they needed to dump Matt Schaub and sign Case Keenum, and you guys lit him up <laughs> so bad for like five, ten minutes. You just completely ripped him apart. And when, what was funny about all that, I love that, but by the end of the season, do you know who started for the Texans? Probably Case Keenum. Keenum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is freezing cold takes exposed right oh, there. Man. Yeah. That was great. That's great. So is a painkiller drop your favorite drop on the show? Absolutely. I don't even have a job. Damien was just great because <laughs> not only was he admitting just that he was who he was, but the fact that he couldn't get your name right is just classic. <laughs> because you never lived in Detroit, but I did. I'm not uh, criticizing living in Detroit, Pat. Water. Where did you get this? Everybody does. Oh, Brandon Knight, the crossover that broke his knees. Oh, my God. Like Ray Allen, like 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 uh, uh, I don't even know. Do you hold down a job? Heck, I don't even have a job, Damien. Let's get this back on track. So you're unemployed. <laughs> Damien, I told you I, I've had my guys some rough times. No, I can see tonight is I'm, one of those rough times. I'm looking for a job. Okay, now what do you do, Howard? What are you qualified in? I do anything and everything, Damien. I got a strong back and a loud mouth. So give me some ammo. You just go against Detroit. And you guys always do. You nitpick me and you take my feathers and you try to pick at Michael, but it'll never work because Michael's above all you. Who's Michael? Right. Who's Michael? Oh, from the Bible, Michael? You ever heard of Michael, the oh, archangel? I, did, I didn't know that we were referencing the Bible here. Somebody's, this isn't your little fantasy that you can run into. No, this is all fixed. Sports is not what it used to be until Houston. When Houston lost that game, give me a break. Like they could have lost that game. Which, which Houston loss? Houston versus North Carolina State. Give me a break. So I watched that game. We're going back to 83 was, now. 83. 83, I think that's when the whole... 30 years course, ago. How many beers ago? Uh, probably 1,000. No, no. 30 years ago. 30 years ago, yes. They should have never lost that game. So what ran, did you do to you know, my sports, brother? <laughs> you killed my sports. <laughs> you got you, you got to rein it in, COVID. brother. You got to rein it in because you are coming off as a complete psychopath. I can't even watch a sporting event without thinking fixed. Okay, Who all right. Who can watch sports okay. like that? Okay, okay. Look, Pat, I appreciate you calling in, but you got to rent it. you got to go to bed, brother. All right? Thank you, brother. Okay. You have a great show, Damon. And it's, it's also crazy because people that heard that live will remember that that went on forever. I mean, usually a phone call, if it's not funny, crazy, or entertaining, you're usually going to get about a minute on the show. If it's oh, really if it's really crazy funny, I might give you three or four minutes. That and that's really, I mean, I'm I'm pushing it there. Painkiller Pat was on. We timed it once. I think it was sixteen and a half minutes. And I, I remember getting into the parking lot at work. I'm, I didn't mean to cut you off. I <laughs> no. remember getting to the parking lot at work and sitting there and finishing it. And I was saying, "Oh my god, 
uh, how, how can I go inside and miss this? He was so, yeah, he was so loony. He started quoting biblical verses by the end, and it was um, the world against Detroit, and he just was making so little sense. Then he was asking for a job, I think, by the end of the interview, <laughs> or by the end of the, the, the phone call. It was, and I couldn't, I didn't, I couldn't let him go, and I kept watching the clock click, 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 and I blew through like two different commercial breaks, but it was so unbelievably good. And on the overnights, I didn't have as much oversight, so I could play a little fast and loose with the clock. But that was like 16. If you think about how long 16 minutes is to hear a caller on the show, that's almost twice as long as most guests get as an interview. But but it was like you couldn't not have him on the show. Like, I didn't want to say goodbye because I didn't know if we'd ever hear from him again and if it would ever be as crazy as that. I could have listened to that from the two to six hours that you were on. That, <laughs> that, that, was, that would have been fine with me. And what was great was you had material for the rest of the week. Yeah, yeah, I know. We played <laughs> clips of that the rest of the week and responded and reacted to it. So you have uh, offered to come down to New York City for an eating competition against Mraz. Now let's start with your measurables, height and weight here for Paul and Buffalo. I'm currently 5'11 and a half, 193. Okay, so you're in relatively good shape. Yes. Okay. Now, but you from a lifetime of being in uh, food and still being a big food eater, you feel like you could eat Mraz under the table, even though he's probably got 60 pounds on you. I don't care what Fatty Warbucks has on me. I will destroy him. <laughs> fatty, War- fatty Warbucks. Okay, so if you could decide on the meal, I don't know if you'll be able to decide it, he'll be able to decide it, or an independent arbiter. What would you choose to eat against him? I would choose tacos. They're my favorite food in the world. Hard shell or soft shell? Hard, please. <laughs> is that not even a question? Yeah, come on. Is that off- is that offensive that I even asked you? I, I would not be surprised if Mraz is like, I only like the soft. <laughs> okay, so hard tacos. If we could find an all-you-can-eat taco place here and we lined them up, you would go all-you-can-eat tacos against Mraz. Absolutely. Being a Buffalo guy, but you're not really originally from Buffalo. You said you're from Connecticut. Would you also be into wings? I would be into anything. I'm more about the uh, amount of food. Don't get me wrong. I love spicy food, but I'm not going to do a death by salsa challenge because, you know. Yeah, that didn't work out well for anybody. (laughs) Yeah. So what I'm amazed at is this, is that Mraz did three wienership challenges, I believe, three or four, and two chicken challenges, and then retired. He basically said, I'm not doing this anymore. I don't want to abuse my body anymore. You know, I'm trying to lose weight, and I'm working out a lot. I don't want to do this. And for some reason, I think his competitive juices started flowing, or maybe he felt a little intimidated by you. I don't know, but when you offered to do this over Twitter, he immediately responded that he would do it. And I had not heard him say yes to eating in a competition in probably three years. So I don't know what it is. Do you... Do you oftentimes tweet at Mraz and he tweets back at you? <laughs> Not really. Uh, I just, I don't know if he's just thinking I got to put this little guy in his place, if he's uh, you know, puffing his chest, thinking that he's got an edge on me. But it's not about, you know, how your fatness. It's a matter of how much you can put in. <laughs> so you are guaranteeing victory here. I'm not going to be that guy, but I would love the challenge. Okay. Well, it seems like he's up for it. So, if we can get you down here, is there a uh, 
Is there a time of the year that's good? Do you need to do it within the summer, or can we extend this into football season? How are you feeling? I was just in Connecticut the week of 4th of July. We definitely could have done it, but um, yeah, I'm sure we can make something work. I'll, I'll talk to my wife and see what kind of schedule we can fling. Okay, because I would love to have you do it. And, you know, all you can eat tacos is good because we've done hot dogs and we've done chicken wings, we've done chicken nuggets. So I think tacos would be a pretty solid solid competitive eating uh, food. And I I don't think that Mraz would shy away from tacos. I think he's a big, big taco guy as well. Sounds good to me. Hey, I'm, I'm up for anything. Whatever's convenient enough, I mean, I'll eat anything. All right, cool, man. Well, I'm going to put you on the calendar, then we'll try to work this thing out. Thank all the uh, the people that you work with over Panasonic for checking us out and listening to us and supporting you on the PGP. And uh, so big shout-out to everybody you guys work with. And uh, hopefully we'll have you down here in New York City here soon, buddy. Sounds like a plan to me. Let's do it. Thanks for the uh, the loyal patronage of the DA show since the overnight years. There's uh, There's been some moments that we probably owed you a little bit higher quality, but uh, we're glad that you're still with us over all these years. Oh, please. I'll be here till you retire. Thanks, man. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. Catch you later. All right. Thank you. All right, bye. I mean, that's just a good dude right there, Paul in Buffalo. And who doesn't want to see Mraz versus Paul in a taco eating competition? I think we have our next DA show event, huh? Huh? All right, that'll do it for the Permission Granted podcast, everybody. Once again, you can always subscribe to the pod by simply searching Permission Granted, or also you can search the DA Show podcast feed and find us there. Until next week, the Permission Granted podcast is Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.